Today's topic on the Leadership Raccoon podcast is humility. So there's a number of leadership qualities and humility does not jump out, I think, at really anyone as top of the list. But when we think about it, it's often, it's one of the most important. So you can have strength, you can be very extroverted, uh, charismatic, enthusiastic, have great vision. But if you if you're not humble, if you're not have lead with humility, um, I, I think that can result in several challenges when you kind of put yourself ahead of the organization. Uh, Mike, in your experience, what have you worked on and what are some of the things you look for or talk about when it comes to humility and leadership? Well, you know, again, going back to this 8,000 boss study I, I did, I looked at uh, the top of the the heap and the bottom, the great bosses and the mm-hmm. bad ones. And the great ones were an uh, interesting group of people, and they had all those attributes. They had the personal drive, uh, balanced with empathy, so they weren't overbearing. They were listeners. Um, they uh, delegated. Uh, they, they did all the things right. But what was interesting is when you uh, – that was about 8% of uh, – the, the people who are in leadership roles. But what's interesting is if you go up to that top 1%, uh, that's where you find the whole package. Mm-hmm. And along with the package of good leadership attributes is humility. And I think uh, the first time I ever stumbled on that was years and years ago when the, the uh, book Good to Great came out. Okay. Uh, they, uh, they did an analysis of companies that had been at the top over decades. In other words, it wasn't simply three-year rush-up in earnings or something like that. And and as they studied them, they were all headed up by men or women who nobody had ever heard of. And the reason is these weren't the people who were appearing on the covers of Business Week. Mm. Uh, I can remember in the 80s and early 90s, it was all about the charismatic leader, mm. uh, which is almost the opposite of the of the humility right. that we're talking about today. But you'd get people like Chainsaw, Al Dunlap, and people like that making making the news. But it was these hidden leaders, the people who were humble, that were really mm-hmm. pushing their organizations along because they're bu- naturally building trust. Yeah, I, I think when I think about today's leaders, I, I, Silicon Valley kind of jumps in my head. And right. I, they don't seem very humble to me. They seem kind of flashy and look what I did, look what I created. I imagine that's going to be some tough uh, organizations to work for out there. But uh, what what is your definition? When, when we say humility, what is your definition? How do you define humility in terms of leadership? You know, I always go back to behaviors, Brooks. And um, when, I, when I think about uh, what are the behaviors that make up uh, humility, it would mm-hmm. be... Uh, some of the stuff we've talked about recently, remember we talked about acting with courage. Right. Uh, recently we talked about honoring honest failure. Mm-hmm. Um, all that uh, are displays or symbols of, of humility. Uh, using dialogue with people and not debating is a, is a sign of your humility, mm-hmm. your respect for them, putting them on a, on a plane a little bit higher than yourself. Um, admitting to uh, what you what you don't know, um, it's always seems strange for autocratic leaders to think about that. They try to hide what they don't know. Right. Whereas they again on the far end of the good leader spectrum, uh, the great leaders will readily admit uh, what they don't know. Uh, another thing uh, that shows humility is if you listen. 
again, you're putting that other person on a higher level than yourself. Um, you're willing to listen. You welcome new ideas. Um, uh, you're, uh, we talked about delegation. Um, but another one, humility, think about recognizing success of others. Right. Um, Not just my successes, but your successes. Yeah, think about that. That's like, especially if it's a peer. Mm -hmm. What if you're in a meeting? You don't have to be in a leadership role to do this, but you're in a meeting and uh, some peer, somebody across the table has really done something, bringing that up and Mm -hmm. and, uh, public, give them public accolades for that. That's that shows a little humility on your part. Right, and I think that goes a long way. And I, I actually was doing some research for, for, for my going back. I mentioned on this podcast a few times I'm in my MBA program, but going back to that, I was doing some research on emerging leadership and what are some characteristics, behavioral characteristics of emerging leaders. And this is one of the ones that came up other than a couple of them would be like extroversion and ability, you know, that confidence. But humility is also a part of that because it's an ability to relate to people. And I think... Uh, that example is a great one when you're in a meeting, you're in a setting with your peers. Um, a lot of times you're afraid to say, Hey Mike, that was a great job you did on project X. You know, I'm I'm promoting you. Uh, I'm not making myself look bad by doing that. I'm just saying you did a great job on that. I, I I've been in meetings where that happens and I've always looked at that person and thought that's a confident person right there. You know, and I think the leadership, the people, around the table or probably have the same feeling of, you know, Mike or Brooks, they're not afraid to say someone else did a great job. And we talk a lot about culture in this podcast because uh, without culture, as you've mentioned before, what do you have? I mean, culture is your organization. It's how you act. It's, it's, it's the beliefs that you have. It's the values, everything that drives it. And if, if you have leaders that don't um, practice humility, it's going to be challenging to find that culture that you're looking for. So be, going along those lines of humility, I will say I, I am not the leadership expert that you are, uh, obviously. But I, So I have to do some research. I had to do some work, and I did come across an article, and I want to touch on uh, a few areas of humility as they relate to leadership. So this is an HBR article from, a, I think, from a couple of years ago, but I, I thought it was interesting. And, and the first thing is there's a direct correlation between people being happy in their jobs and having bosses that are, are humble. So when people are demonstrating self-awareness, perspective, openness to feedback and ideas, employees say, you know, I'm happier in my job because my boss is doing those things with me. And those are all attributes of a, of a humble leader. Um, and this article went on to lay out six different things, six, six different areas that are really critical to um Humility. So one is be open to others' opinions. Humble leaders seek input from others to ensure they have all the facts that are making decisions that are in the best interest of the team. So we've talked in the past, Mike, about delegating, and but we haven't really touched on being op- open to others' opinions. So I think this is this is the type of situation where um, maybe there's t- there's times I know in my day to day where I feel like I know the answer and I'm the kind of person I'm I'm very type A and I want to jump right in and say hey what about this and it's good though to take a step back and just not force it not be the one that is always the idea guy let someone else be the idea guy and I think that is what this article is telling and I think you would agree um, be open to others opinions let them have ideas don't always be the idea guy 
It's interesting to me. Think about what the what you just said. Others' opinions, but look at how all these elements overlap, don't they? Because if you're listening to other people's uh, uh, opinions, you are building trust. Mm-hmm. Um, you are acting with courage. We've talked about that in a previous podcast. Um, in a way, you're delegating um, information by simply asking others. Um, and, and again, the listening element applies to this. So all these elements are, many of them are really overlap heavily right. um, to give you that, um, that expression that we're talking about humility. And it, I would say in closing, um, I love the fact you just said uh, humility uh, shows you're confident in yourself. Think about that. Humility is a kind of a vague term we're talking about. Mm-hmm. How does somebody be humble? Um, but and what does it get you? Well, what it gets you is it's a visible symbol of your confidence in yourself. And the more confident you are in yourself, the more confident I am going to be working for you. And more trusting you will and be. More that, trusting. And more trusting that I think... If people believe you're humble, they believe you're going to have their best interest in mind. It, those two things go hand in hand. And I mentioned on an earlier podcast about uh, in, uh, Indra Nui, the, the CEO of, of PepsiCo, and there's there's uh, um, stories about her where she will actually call in her personal doctor to take care of her lead employees if their kids are sick or if they're having health problems. I mean, that's that talk about you know, really being on the same plane as your, as your staff, tending to others' needs, that's a sign of humility. You're connected, you're understanding, you have empathy. Those are all things that, that leaders, um, great leaders have. Um, and, and let me just, just, Mike, if I could just run through a couple other things. So um, admit mistakes, we've touched on that. That's another of the, the list of six here. Um, accept ambiguity, self-reflect, and let other pe- let people do their jobs. So six characteristics of humility in leaders. Um, you know, in closing, Brooks, I would say uh, I'm th- thinking about the three best leaders I've personally known, and in every case, humility was right up at the top of all three of those leaders. Um, one of them was a government leader. One of them uh, was in the intelligence community, mm-hmm. and, and so forth. Um, and they were uh, actually uh, all uh, a bit introvertish, mm-hmm. uh, but could could perform on the extrovert side. Uh, but uh, their humility just rang through, and that gave people such confidence in in them. And another one of my favorites. I never had the pleasure of meeting Colin Powell. But I really think he was one of the one of the greatest leaders, um, and he was a wonderful example of humility. And he had a sign uh, in his uh, always had a sign in his office uh, to remind himself that he was just himself, mm-hmm. and it was uh, a, a comment from Lincoln uh, during the Civil War. And the sign said, I can make more generals, but horses cost money. So here's Colin Powell, four-star general. Four-star general. Exactly. But Powerful. just having that little voice over his shoulder, continuously whispering in his ear, hey, thou art but a man. I right. remember 
remember you to, to he probably being, still remember i remember reading his book and it started out with him cleaning the floors and washing the floors yep. every day and i can't remember who it was but someone came up to him like, why do you keep why do you why do you pay so much attention to the floors why are you cleaning because you never know who's watching you know you never know and he was just that i think that that type of spirit that type of uh humbleness carried throughout his career and got him to where, you know, the four-star level and on beyond that. Um, leaders that get that far tend to have that ability to be approachable, to be humble. You're not, you know, you, you feel like you can talk to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's an important trait. So, and I might, I might just find and add in closing uh, that humility is what made him, unlike a lot of others, so deeply loved mm-hmm. by the troops. Great point. Yep. That's a great point. And when your troops love you, that means that they will do anything for mm-hmm. you. And I think when we talk about leadership, it's really your ability to influence others to get things done. And what a better way to do it is through love and respect. Yep. Um, and we can, as leaders, we can achieve that um, in whatever role we're doing. It doesn't have to be in the military. You know, we've uh, Mike and I have been through the military and we've lived those days and but it's possible to do that in any other setting um, through humility and through really being genuine and um, approachable. So in, in, in wrapping up, that's our, that's our, our discussion on, on humility and the importance of it. I hope it's something that you check out. It'll be on the lookout on the, at the Leadership Raccoon. We'll have several blogs talking about all of these topics and more plus our podcast, plus all the great content from Mike Mears that is available on Leadership Raccoon. Uh, Check it out, and we're very excited. We have a couple special guests coming up in the near future. So until next time, that's a wrap on the Leadership Raccoon podcast.